0: Nine ten a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. My name is Dave Palmer, and Cecil Anderson is running the board for us today. And we are glad that you're with us. This is a program where we focus on things that are Catholic and local. And I think that we've covered all the topics that we could, and there have been many in this program. Uh, another topic today that I do not think we've specifically talked about in this program, but it's a very important one. And it's uh, the guest is somebody that I've come to know and respect for many years. Her name is Sherry Havlick, and you might know her from her work for many, many years heading up uh, the Speakers Bureau for the Catholic Pro-Life Community and previously the CPLC, the Catholic Pro-Life Committee. And uh, now she's president of Dawn of Mercy, and we'll explain what that's all about in just a moment and why it's important for you to know and maybe uh, receive some healing from the work that she's doing. So with no further ado, Sherry Havlick, how are you doing? Thanks for being with us.
1: I'm great. Thanks, Dave, for having me.
0: All right. So this um, is Healing Ministry for Sexual Assault Victims. Obviously, a really heavy and serious topic. I'll get in that to that in just a moment, and I know many people are going to want to listen, and maybe somebody's saying, wow, I don't even know why I'm listening to this program today, but you know, this 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 is me, and I, I need healing, but we'll get to that in just a moment, but first of all, your years with the Catholic Pro-Life Community Speakers Bureau, I was one of your speakers for a short time a number of years ago. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, tell us about that work and and why you decided to move into another chapter of your life.
1: Well, it's not a great interesting story but um my work with the cplc was was really great it was really awesome i loved doing the speakers bureau i loved going out and spreading the word and helping our youth and even adults learn about pro-life topics and there was a lot of things that we could bring to them that that they they didn't have any idea about who who can keep up with all the bioethics issues right Uh, so it was it was really, really good work, and I did love it and I, I loved uh, going out and speaking and By the way, I am still a speaker for the speakers bureau so um, so I will continue to help them in that ministry because it is it is such an important ministry so so I was there for about twenty five years um, and and it is kind of interesting how that kind of did segue into this new ministry. You know, as, as you know, one of the talks that we do is on chastity, mm-hmm. which is you know in your sexuality within your marriage. And um, through doing a lot of the chastity talks and a lot of the life issues, a lot of the bioethics, I started doing some research for a new talk on se- sins against our sexuality. And I, I was amazed at the statistics. I was amazed at what is going on in the world. And and these are things that people don't talk about. And they don't talk about because it, it is such a trauma. It is such an internal trauma that, that it's very difficult to talk about. But just to give out some quick statistics, um, one in three women, and this is the really surprising part, one in four men mm. experience have experienced sexual violence somewhere in their lifetime. And so I went to the uh, census, census census.gov, just to see, you know, what what does that mean? What's one in three women and what's one in four men? And that's 54 million women and 40 million men right now in the United States have experienced sexual trauma somewhere in their lifetime.
2: Mm.
0: So that was a huge... Yeah, it really is, and obviously, without getting too graphic, what, uh, what, what, what? How is sexual violence or sexual trauma defined? I know there's a spectrum of ways that people can be violated, um, and, and is it a, a variety of different uh, type of situations that people may have experienced?
1: It is a variety of situations, and and you're right. You don't want to get too graphic, but there there are. Um, Different ways that you can be violated sexually, but in general, when we talk about sexual violence, um, and these statistics actually have to do with physical violence because you can be, you know, not physically, but emotionally or um, things that you view um, that you see. So this is a physical assault against a person. That might be the best way to put it, sexual assault.
0: Yeah, and those numbers are staggering uh, to to think that uh, uh, the, and, and it's probably a whole range. Are we talking about from children to adults? Uh, yeah, and and I know the, the, the sessions that we're going to talk about primarily are going to be focusing on women right now, but uh, th- there's a big spectrum of age where people are violated as well, right?
1: Yes, yes. In fact, um, and I, I, I don't want to get too much into the statistics, but especially for boys, generally the highest number is like 10 years old and younger.
0: Oh, wow. You know, yeah. we, we, so, we talked on a radio show yeah. this morning about this uh, this Netflix movie, Cuties, that's coming out. Uh, I, I don't know if that's on your radar or if you've heard about this, where it just seems like the sexualization of the culture and the movies and Hollywood is not helping because there seems to be a double standard. On the one hand, there's the, the Me Too movement, and, you know, which, of course, right. you know, and then on the other hand, it's, you know, you know sexualizing 11-year-olds. And so there, the culture seems to be confused about the dignity of the human person when it comes to sexuality.
1: Very much so, yes. You know, I'm, yes.
0: t- I'm sorry, do did you, did you want to, uh, any more elaboration on that? Uh.
1: I, I was just going to add that, you know, the relationship to the pro-life activities that we do, that the, through my work to the CPLC, we also discovered that in the Healing After Abortion ministry, yeah. um, uh, women who have had abortions and the women that are in crisis pregnancies, there is a very large number of those women. And in fact, I, to average it out, about 80 to, 80 to 85% of them have had a sexual assault somewhere in their background. Oh, wow. So there is, and so in seeing all of this, I just really felt drawn to do another ministry. Um, To help those, let's help them before they get to the point of becoming sexually promiscuous, of uh, addictions. And and then all of those leading to promiscuity, which leads to the so-called need or the want for an abortion. So it just destroys their lives, starting from the beginning all the way um, through having an abortion or crisis pregnancy, whatever it might be,
0: and Sherry Havlick is joining us. Uh, she is the uh, the president of a new ministry called Dawn of Mercy. There, she, it's located online dawnofmercy.org. dot uh, org. It's helping uh, women and, and and men emotional and spiritual healing after sexual assault. We're going to tell you in a moment about a series. Of virtual programs actually started a couple of days ago. They're Thursday evenings from seven to nine, but you can still get involved in this, and you you can you can find the you know the, the what happened two days ago and just, just jump right on because there's going to be ten of them uh, for ten weeks. But Sherry, before we talk specifically about that, I want to ask you uh, since you made the connection between abortion and sexual um, uh, assault and healing. Uh, My experience with doing Rachel Vineyard interviews with women and men is that it's often decades before a person comes to grips with finding healing. It's been very rare for me to interview somebody who's finding healing a a year after an abortion or or a year and a half after an abortion. It's typically 20 years, 30 years. Do you find the same thing with um, sexual assault that people kind of bury it for a while before it really comes out and they seek healing?
1: it is quite a variety um it it's all ends of this of the spectrum um just from the people that we have talked with so far and this is like over the last couple of years um there are some that it's 40 years ago and there's some that it was 8 months ago and there's one that it was 1 month ago uh from the time that we talked to them so, but you're right. In general, so this gets so, so hidden inside of you because of the shame, the guilt. Even though the shame and the guilt is not yours, it does not belong to the person that was assaulted, that, that's how they react. That's how their mind deals with it. And they feel the shame and the guilt. And so they do, they, they keep it inside for a very long time. And sometimes it's something that happens in the world that will bring it to surface. And a lot, the other is that A lot of times they don't know what to do. Who do I tell? Where do I go for help? It's it's not something that that we learn as a child growing up. You know, we, we learn all kinds of things that nobody tells us what to do if we've been sexually assaulted. So that's why it's important that we get this word out there so that they know that there is a way for healing.
0: Yes. Uh, This is the interview of the week. Sherry Havlick is my guest, president of Dawn of Mercy. Visit dawnofmercy.org, emotional and spiritual healing after sexual assault. Uh, Transform your life from darkness to light through God's love and mercy. It's such a pity because these people are victims and they are the ones that often feel the anxiety, the shame, the despair uh, for something that it was not their fault in the first place, and that's why Sherry is stepping up and trying to help uh, women in particular with this first virtual program. started uh, September 17th, last Thursday. Tell us about the program, who it's intended for, and any other details you'd like, Sherry.
1: It's, it is a 10-week program, and it actually is based on a, a trauma recovery model. So this is a, a model that has been um, developed and has been being used um, actually, not just in the United States, but in other countries as well. So, this is a very established model for helping people to deal with trauma. Um, and trauma is things that trigger you. Maybe there was a song playing in the background when you were assaulted, and every time you hear that song or a song that's similar to it, um, you, it might trigger you into anxiety and fear. Um, we, we all, our brains, deals with things in, in very different ways than what we would expect. So people that are suffering from this trauma, they, they adopt these unhealthy ways of thinking and acting to help protect themselves, um, to help protect them from ever thinking of what happened to them because of the shame and the guilt. So we teach, during those 10 weeks, we teach them coping skills and tools to help turn these unhealthy thoughts and actions into healthy ones. Such as somebody might, um, and and I not to pick on men, but a woman who has been assaulted by a man, she may take that out on every man, yeah. even though every man obviously had nothing to do with it. It was just the one man. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's how she internally can protect herself. That's what the mind does to protect herself because of the one man. So we teach them ways to deal with that. First, you have to identify it. They don't even know that that's what they're doing. They may not know that the reason that they're constantly tapping their fingers or, you know, whatever their reactions might be or the drinking, the drugs, they don't don't really relate the two because their mind has pushed this way back. And that is their external reaction to their internal trauma. So we help them identify those things and then give them mechanisms, coping mechanisms, to be able to uh, to get out of those unhealthy thoughts and actions and turn them into healthy thoughts and actions. So yeah, that's that- what the 10-week. Brand
0: yeah and you know you've got 10 sessions two hours each you got a lot you know a lot of time this is uh, 20 hours of instruction Well, what is a typical session like can you kind of give us an idea of what it would be like for somebody who might sign up
1: well first it's kind of teaching we would we teach about 20 minutes on certain parts of this model and i'll just use triggers as an example um everybody kind of understands triggers um So they will teach, well, what is a trigger? How do you recognize what your triggers are? And what are some ways to cope with those triggers? For example, when anxiety sets in, um, say you're talking to somebody and something triggers you, how do I stop being angry because the situation really has nothing to do, I mean, I should not be angry. So if you tap both your right hand and your left hand, just tap back and forth it is soothing so that's one way so and nobody has to see you can be tapping on your thighs under your desk um, you might cross your arms and squeeze each arm right left and and it will calm your nerves what happens when you go into a triggering motion is you're using only your your emotional side of the brain you want to kick in your intellectual side of the brain and so in using in Doing something with both sides of your body, it causes both sides of your brain to be to be used, and therefore the emotional will come down, and the in, intelligence or intellectual part will go go up. So those are just some. I mean, so that's just one example of coping mechanisms that we help them, um, that we teach them, so that they can cope with what's happening when they get triggered. And each week is 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 a different. Uh, like triggering is one. There's a um, several other different things throughout the whole ten weeks. So,
0: um, yeah, I'm wondering yeah. since this is kind of a, a new a new field for you, at least uh, the, the new ministry. Are do you have some other experts that are helping you? Are you doing the teachings yourself, or, or do you have others that are assisting? Uh,
1: um, the, my co-founder is Bernice Simmons, and she is a licensed professional counselor. And the only people who can actually run these uh, these support groups, ha- you have to be a counselor. We do invite a deacon, like at the first one, Deacon Charlie Stump will assist Bernice. And, of course, Deacon Charlie is, is a counselor as well, so, so that helps. But you don't have to be a counselor. But to actually run the support groups, you must be a licensed counselor, um and the same thing with our retreats which is the second part of the um uh, of the ministry um we must i mean they certain things have to be taught by a counselor so the teaching is done by counselors and then and there's only like 20 30 minutes of teaching and then the well the first one there will be more than that but after the first thing they are they are given things to do at home some papers to fill out to work on to help them recognize what's going on, and then they talk about it at the next session. So we try not to make it just us talking to them, but it's, it's kind of us teaching them and then helping them to understand and recognize how to use the tools that we're teaching.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Deacon St- Charlie Stomping involved. Is there anything, anything specifically Catholic, or how does the Catholic faith uh, specifically uh, play a part of this healing process?
1: So we are faith-based, and we we specifically chose to be faith-based, so we don't try to hide that. Um, in our 10-week sessions, we will bring in some scriptures to help us um, to take what we're known non-religiously and add the spiritual to that. So our psychological, emotional, and then we add the spiritual through scriptures and we do bring God, we are not preachers, we're not preaching, but we bring it in for those that it will help. Not every, everybody will be in a different place. Some may be religious, some be not. Often this type of trauma makes you reject God. Yeah. But we, we do specifically bring God into it, although it's not, um, the, the, the main foundation of the 10-week is really more psychological.
0: Yes, and I I know that nowadays everything's kind of virtual. Is this virtual by design, or you know, a year from now, if you're doing it again, would you like to have this in person? Uh, Is there something beneficial about the virtual aspect of it, or is is that just because of the circumstances with COVID?
1: Well, it did start to be the circumstances with COVID. The intention, the intention actually was to do the retreat first. It's a three day retreat, spiritual, um, emotional. Um, healing retreat very similar to the abortion aftercare healing that you know same concept Um, but due to COVID one we had to cancel our first retreat and of course we have no idea when we will be able to schedule one and then we thought well we can go ahead with our 10-week program and do it virtually and honestly I think it's actually helped it is amazing how you know when bad things happen God allows great things to come from it. Yeah. And what we are finding is that people actually are more comfortable not having to be face-to-face with with other people. So it's kind of a good introduction to address this issue where they feel safe and secure. They're in their own home. Um, hopefully that's a safe and secure place. It's not always. Um, <clears throat> and then following that, because they've kind of dealt with a lot of it, then they will be more able to do it in person, face-to-face with other people. Yeah. So it's really worked out.
0: Uh, Sherry, down to our last minute or so I want to draw everybody to the website dawnofmercy.org Sherry Havlick is the president uh, this is healing, uh, emotional and spiritual healing after sexual assault the 10 week session began on Thursday the 17th but uh, you can start up and not miss a beat even though uh, we're a couple of days after that, there's 9 more sessions and you can get caught up in the first one uh, there's information about retreats and also you can donate on that that, that site as well, do you want to speak about how um, other than signing up, people can support uh, this this new uh, effort, uh, Sherry.
1: Yes, um, support or donating is obviously a very good method. Um, when we are able to start the retreats, obviously there's a, there's a very large cost for the retreats. Um, but we also have our ongoing, you know, monthly bills, insurance, and telephone, and our helpline and um, things. So donations are very helpful. Um, We also are looking for prayer support if somebody wants to be a prayer partner for the people going through the the 10-week program right now. And I also want to stress that maybe you have not, you know, those listening have not suffered sexual assault. I guarantee you probably over 90% of the people listening know someone who has suffered sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And so please let them know. And you don't have, if the calling is not just for this support group, but we will get you help wherever it is that you need. So call if you, if you have been assaulted or if you know someone, have them call or go to our website. Um, maybe it's not in this support group. Maybe it's in one in the, in the future, we also have a list of counselors that can help. So um, just just call. It doesn't have to be just for the support group.
0: All right, Sherry, thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate uh, all that you do. dawnofmercy.org. I'm guessing people can sign up on that website uh, for the virtual program, uh, dawnofmercy.org. Uh, Sherry Havlick has been our guest, and uh, Sherry, thanks so much. I uh, appreciate you being on. I, I really hope we can do a follow-up here in a couple of months and see how it's going or uh, and just continue to talk about this important topic. Thanks so much.
1: Yes, thank you, Dave. They can send an email from the website
0: okay oh that's how they can sign up okay dawnofmercy.org is the website Sherry Havlick president of Dawn of Mercy thanks so much Sherry this has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week thanks to Cecil Anderson and thank you uh, also if you have any suggestions for future programs anything that's local and Catholic uh, fits the the program we do two of these a week and uh, we we love highlighting good stuff good things good programs going on here in North Texas Uh, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com is my email address. Have a great rest of your weekend and may God bless you.
1: Mid-Cities Women's Clinic invites all KTH910AM listeners to join them for their 2020 Live Celebration Gala on Thursday, October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Hearst Conference Center. The keynote speaker will be former Planned Parenthood director turned pro-life warrior Abby Johnson. All proceeds will help Mid-Cities Women's Clinic protect pre-born babies and impact the lives of those who walk through their doors. Please purchase your tickets at mcwcfriends.com backslash gala or call 817-577-4387.
3: Hello, this is Larry Linsen. David Walker and I represent Catholic Life Insurance in the North Texas area and are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio and KATH 910 AM. We'd like the opportunity to explain the different insurance and retirement products offered by Catholic Life Insurance. If you have questions about your life insurance or retirement savings, we can be reached at our Catholic Life office by calling 972-484-3000. That's 972-484-3000. Thank you.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Uh, Glad you are listening, and thank you so much for your support of uh, this station, and also your support of all the great events that we have that go on across North Texas. Of course, the last few months, it's been uh, a lot of virtual events, and we're going to spend the next 15, 20 minutes talking about a virtual event that if you are a man uh, 18 or over and uh, would like to participate in it, I highly recommend, because this is a group that I have been intimately involved in, emceed some of the events And I just think so highly of them. I'm talking about the Catholic Brothers for Christ, and they are the group that puts on the men's conferences. I think they've done eight of these now in the spring. And a few years ago, they started what's called the Experitus Fall Conference, and it has just taken off, and so they just keep on doing it and doing it. And so we're going to talk about the upcoming September 26th Experitus Conference, which now, as we're going to hear, is 100% virtual. And it's going to be on Saturday, September 26th from 9 to 11. And I want to welcome in studio with me Bill Kula, who is a board member and also head of communications for the Catholic Brothers for Christ. He's in studio with me. And also I have on the line with me Rick Self, who is president of the Catholic Brothers for Christ organization. And the keynote speaker for this event on September 26th is going to be none other then Father James Flynn, Gulf War veteran, pastor of Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller, and he's going to be speaking on wearing the armor of God during these challenging times. So, all three of you gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for being on the program today, and welcome.
4: Thank you, Dave. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank well, Dave. Uh Well, let me let me start with Bill. Bill is the one that kind of organized all this and got it going. Uh, and, and Bill, thank you for coming in studio and for for organizing this. Uh, give, give me the basics of, of this event, uh, I know nowadays with COVID, we got to kind of call audibles and, you know, are we going to do it in person? Are we going to do it online? Tell us what exactly is going to happen for those two hours on September 26th.
4: Well, our ministry has faced the same situation that so many other organizations and ministries have this year. And while we had hoped to have uh, as many as 200 men come out to Keller and hear the the great word from Father Flynn, uh, we're following safety and health and medical guidelines. And so this event will now be 100% online. So on Saturday, September 26th from 9 to 11 a.m., we're inviting men. And quite frankly, it can be others as well. It is a men's conference, but if they'd like to invite their teen sons or if they'd like to invite significant other to join, they're welcome. And it'll be free. They can join through our Facebook page and through our YouTube page. And we'll have an opportunity to gather, continue to move forward in our mission to build up the body of Christ with one another. And we use this fall conference as an opportunity to In effect, keep men united and connected together Because while we started years ago with our larger spring conference Four years ago, as you indicated We started these fall conferences as an opportunity for men to uh, Continue to deepen their faith, keep their gaze upon Christ And so we're very um, uh, hopeful that uh, this will prove to be an opportunity for men At a very unique time when we're thirsting for the Lord, and we're trying to keep our faith strong, that this will be uh, yet another opportunity to achieve that goal.
0: Mm -hmm. And
4: it is a free event, and like
0: you say, this is the cool thing about it is, yeah, if men want to I guess if their wives want to watch, I mean, this is a a streaming event. Women can tune in and see what uh, us men are all up to (laughs) if they want to, but it's going to be a great event and great talk as well. Uh, Rick Self, as I mentioned, president of the Catholic Brothers for Christ. And Rick, I know, you know, things were moving along so well with these live events. And I think the one um, uh, last year at St. Patrick's was, I think, the biggest. And it was going to be at St. Francis in Frisco uh, earlier this year, and everything was moving along. But it's kind of one of the attributes of a of a of a good man is to be able to adjust to difficult and challenging times and that's really what uh the organization has had to do this year isn't it so can you talk about just how covid has impacted your ability yeah, as the leader of this group to be able to to, to minister to men
3: yeah so and like you said in the spring we had to go uh virtual because of the because of covid-19 and uh, i th- i think we had a great conference online that day uh it was a live broadcast, but it was virtual, and I think we we had if we've counted all the numbers, we probably had twenty five hundred people uh, watch that event. So that that was a good thing. We still want to meet live, obviously. I mean, it, it's it's more impactful if we're live. Um, the thing, uh, you know, with this with this fall conference this year, we tried to bring it back over to the Fort Worth side of the of the area because you know we're north texas catholic brothers for christ so we go out to everyone but we we try to get it where for both you know people can go to it from fort worth or dallas or whatever so that's why we came back over to seas and we were really looking forward to a live event there uh we had everything kind of set up and uh and there and they have great facilities at, at saint elizabeth and and Father Flynn was welcoming us, welcoming us there. So it was, it was fantastic. But yeah, we just got to adjust like everyone else. Um, but it's important for us <laughs> to keep men engaged in their faith because you know this is not a time to go into hiding, even though a lot of people are. I mean, this is a time to keep keep active in the faith, and and hopefully we're going to be able to do that with this virtual event uh, where anybody can watch us. You know the. Sons, daughters, uh, you know, the wives, whatever, it we're gonna, you know, we want everyone to come to this.
0: Yeah, definitely. The website, catholicbrothersforchrist.com. I don't know if there's a, uh, a specific one for this uh, you guys can tell me about, but I know you can get there that way, catholicbrothersforchrist.com. And the old website was ntxcmc.org. I always seem to default to that, but it's going to take you to the same place. Father James Flynn, as I mentioned, a pastor of St. Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. Big, big parish, also Gulf War veteran. and uh, Father, before I ask you about your involvement in this event in particular, I know as uh, a veteran, you, preparedness and rolling with the punches, so to speak, has uh, it, got to be part of how you've been trained. How has this whole COVID experience the last few years impacted your uh, you know, ministry at St. Elizabeth and Seton and how you know, all, all the changes that you've had to adjust to? Can you talk about that first? And then I'd like to get into the event itself.
5: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, you know, it's I mean, it's obviously a challenge, uh, you know, we're you know obviously attendance is way down and um it's hard, you know we can't get together in person for nearly anything and it's just been a big challenge but but for me like it kind of reminds me of basic training uh by the end of basic training in the beginning you're just scared by the end of basic training you you say things like we want we like it we love it we want more of it make it hurt <laughs> drill sergeant make it hurt right and i've I've kind of looked at this whole this whole coronavirus in the same way. It's like, oh, you want me to wear a mask? Fine. I'll wear a mask. Is that all you got? Yeah. Oh, you want me to social distance? Okay. I'll social distance. Is that all you got? Right. Oh, we can't have something live. Okay. We'll do it virtually. Is that all you got? Right. I I think if we look at it as a challenge to rise up to, as opposed to something to complain about, then we can really do God's will. In in the military, right, it's, it's, it's embracing the difficulties. And then when you embrace them, then your difficulties don't rule you, right? You can rule them. But so many times we fall into complaining and gossiping and, you know, oh, woe is me. And that just never helps. That doesn't help anybody. In fact, We're falling at that point right into Satan's kind of ploy uh, of getting us discouraged and getting us angry and, and, bring division instead of unity.
0: Yeah. And it almost sounds, you know, I was asking about your adjustments at the parish, but it almost sounds like this might be a theme of what you'll be speaking about in the twenty-six. you know, wearing the armor of God right. during these challenging times. Uh, really, the way you've adjusted to the parish life is also, I'm, I'm guessing, the kind of advice you'll have for the men who, and yeah, anybody who's tuned in on the 26th, right? It,
5: that'll pretty much be it, you know. And, and we're, you know, we're blessed to have... Um to be having the the this conference, and you know it's it would be more ideal obviously to have it in person, but um you know i'm still super excited about the conference it, it will be discussing putting on the armor of christ um I think everybody has been impacted by not being able to some places just are just are opening their churches for mass um or have very limited. So we're, we are blessed to have our full mass compliment. And although not everybody's back, um, you know, we're getting there, we're getting there. And I think having this wearing the armor of of God right during these challenging times, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very fruitful. And I think as, as men who set the tone for families and for society itself in many ways, um, it's going to really be imperative for the salvation of souls in our world.
0: Yeah, definitely. And gosh, uh, what? Well, well, how can I just hope everybody listening right now will a go? I mean, sign up for this, and also let others know about it. Because uh, you you heard the numbers that Rick said about the the, the fall event—bigger uh, numbers, you know, tuning in than they even have ever had in person. And, and this is one of the benefits of doing something online is that it's it's easier and more people can tune in. Uh, Bill, let me bring you back in the conversation. Um, you know, one of the, uh, you know, n- nobody here is saying, gosh, we want to do this live stream forever and it's much better. And one of the things that I, I've always loved about the in-person event is that you've, you've got the music, you've got the opportunity for the sacrament of reconciliation, you've got all these different elements I and mean, you're all know, having lunch together. I see here, there's going to be adoration involved in this. what, what, what Other than a, the outstanding talk that I'm sure Father Flynn's going to give, what else will be going on during those two hours?
4: We will have an opportunity to share with men, many of whom haven't uh, been involved in some of our past spring or fall conferences. We'll tell them a little bit about that we're more than putting on conferences. We are a, a movement. Uh, as you know, and you've been involved with us so, uh, so appreciatively as a, as a MC over the years. When we first put on our spring conference eight years ago, we had five, just a little over 500 men from 36 parishes come out to Prince of Peace in Plano. And over time, we've grown to have in person more than 900 men from over 110 parishes attend. And so what we've seen throughout the Fort Worth and the Dallas Diocese is this um, attraction to coming together as men all on different uh, journeys of our faith and wanting to grow in our faith together together. Um, it's a beautiful ministry that has uh, come together. That has now involved, uh, as I said, a hundred plus parishes throughout two dioceses. We often have men from other dioceses who join. So the beauty of what we'll talk about is is an opportunity to help men develop and build men's. Uh, parish-based ministries at their church in this era, it might not be in person. It might be a virtual type of ministry. And we've heard some great stories about how different churches, uh, uh, their men's group, are still gathering on weekends and having a 100-plus men on a Zoom call or on a, a WebEx call or a RingCentral call where they're coming together to pray the rosary and they're coming together to share in discussion about different um, uh, Christian and virtues. So we'll talk a little bit about opportunities to grow men's parish uh, ministries, and then certainly um, we are so excited to be able to have uh, Father uh, share his keynote remarks. Um, we will have some form of uh, music ministry that will take place, and the opportunity for us to place our gaze upon the Lord. Uh, as Rick said earlier, the the setup. Uh, uh, at the church in Keller is is wonderful for in-person, but it also is wonderful for live streaming. So we're going to do our best to uh, pack a lot into this two-hour time period for men to come together. We'll pray with one another, and it's an opportunity that even though we're not going to be in-person, um, we're going to feel Christ's presence amidst. The uh, live stream. All
0: right, uh, go to CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. dot uh, com. Wearing the armor of God during these challenging times. It's the fourth annual Experitus Conference, Fall Conference. Uh, with the catholic brothers for christ the keynote speaker will be father james flynn pastor of st elizabeth and Seton parish in keller and also gulf war veteran in fact i think he's a sniper i'm gonna ask him about that and he was a sniper i believe in the gulf war and in his military service and now thanks be to god a catholic priest uh september 26th it's gonna be 9 to 11 a.m it's an online event and it is free of charge and so please please register um, and we just have a, a couple of minutes remaining in this uh, this broadcast. And again, uh, the, the Saturday, September twenty sixth, uh, Rick Self, as I mentioned before, president of Catholic Brothers for Christ. And Rick, a couple of things, uh, real quick, if we would. Uh, looking forward to twenty twenty one. I know nowadays uh, planning is something that it's it's hard to do because we we, we just don't know what next month, and much less much next year uh, holds. But uh, what are the tentative plans? Uh, for your spring event?
3: Yeah, so uh, that's a good question, Uh, and it is fluid. Things change all the time when we do this, but the plan is to have it at St. Francis in Frisco next year uh, with the same speaker. Father Larry Richards is going to join us. Um, uh, The date, and Bill, you may have to help me here because I'm not sure of the exact date in April, but it is. I think it's April 10th, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Saturday in the early part of uh, April, and we'll have those details by, you know, by the fall conference, and it's probably on our website as well. But, uh, but we plan on having the full conference there. We expect, you know, 1,500 men. We have, a, it's a big church over there at St. Francis. Uh, we also, uh, um, uh, just, we're, we're looking forward to having a live event. So we'll have other speakers as well. We'll have adoration. We'll have, Mass and uh, reconciliation and all those kind of things that we normally do. So, one thing I was going to add on to what Bill said earlier about our movement. This is a movement. It's not just putting on a, com- a couple of conferences every year, which is important for us to do. But we we want men to engage on a weekly basis. Like our goal is to have every every parish in the in the diet both diocese Dallas and Fort Worth to have. A weekly, you know, Friday morning, Saturday morning, uh, rosary or some kind of Bible talk or some type of an event where people can stay engaged on a weekly basis. And I know we do, we do a great job of that at Good Shepherd with rosary and discipleship. We, we have, we've had to do it via Zoom the last, you know, four months, but we have 60, 70 men every week call in. and and join us on that zoom call that's what we want to do everywhere i mean we we want and that's what we can do to help you know we're here to help that process again not just putting on the two conferences we like doing that but that's not the the only purpose of our organization.
0: Very good. Well, we are just about out of time. I'm going to go back to Father Flynn one more time. But again, just a reminder: this is the interview of the week. Uh, Dave Palmer here, along with Bill Kula and Rick Self, Father James Flynn from Saint Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller. Uh, thanks again to to, well, to Sissel for uh, running the board. I don't think I mentioned her at the beginning, did I? But uh, Sissel's here. Okay, doing the men's conference uh, interview, and uh, the theme is wearing the uh, the armor of God during these challenging times. It is a free live stream event, not, uh, nine to eleven. Uh, A.M. on Saturday, September 26th with uh, Father James Flynn, Gulf War veteran, now Catholic priest, uh, and go to catholicbrothersforchrist.com. And, Father, we're just about out of time, but if, uh, if you could be so kind as to offer a blessing for our listeners and any other, you know, take spend 45 seconds a minute uh, with a final encouragement for uh, people to sign up for this uh, live stream event.
5: Surely. Surely. Uh... Well, we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious Lord, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit down upon uh, our entire church, and especially in this difficult time. We ask the Holy Spirit send out his blessing for all people who are searching for Jesus Christ. We ask that our minds may be always open to your will, that we may truly put on the armor of Christ, because we are fighting powers and principalities, not just flesh and blood. Uh, we ask that all of the intentions of all of the listeners of Guadalupe Radio may be answered by your divine will, and may God's grace always come upon us as we journey towards Jesus Christ, especially towards heaven itself. And we ask that all the souls in purgatory uh, be set free through the, our intercessory prayers, and that all the angels and the saints may intercede for us and for all of those who are in need especially for the conversion of souls uh, and the respect and dignity of human life from its beginning to its end.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank Son, and you, and you the so Holy much. Spirit, amen. Thank you so much, Father. Okay, we are definitely out of time now, and we are going to just thank you for listening. This has been the KTH nine ten a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And go to that website, please, CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. And please, please, please register for this event. It is going to be outstanding, September 26th, Saturday, from 9 to 11 a.m. Uh, the theme is Wearing the Armor of God During These Challenging Times. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM
3: Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week.
1: Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is once more open to the public. For your safety and convenience, they will still offer to-go orders by phone or email for mailing and curbside pickup. Further developments, updates, and virtual shopping merchandise photos can be found at their website, sacredheartdallas.com, or give them a call at 972 250 2100. Sacred Heart is a longtime sponsor of KATH 910 AM.
5: Let's face it, how do most kids learn today? Well, through videos, songs, games, and apps. So, What is the best way to help them learn about their faith? Join the ever-lovable Brother Francis and his friends as they journey through the Catholic faith in Adventure Catechism.
1: To learn more or to get your very own copy of Adventure Catechism with Brother Francis, visit BrotherFrancisStore.com. Again, that's BrotherFrancisStore.com.
0: This is Joseph Pierce, author of Literature, What Every Catholic Should Know. I'm excited to also teach high school literature for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class. Whether you take Literature with me, Debate with Kevin O'Brien or Latin with Emily Henry or any of the other 400 plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, Catholic Online Learning is available now for your family.
5: Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash
0: missionaries.
2: ¡Gracias!
3: Listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.